Welcome to this week's episode of the World of Roofing podcast, hosted by John Kenny of Cotney's Attorneys and Consultants and Andrew Rowley of RoofMapping.com, where we will introduce you to a new roofing industry craftsman from around the world. Hi, welcome everybody to this next episode of World of Roofing. One time, John Kenny with Cotney Attorneys and Consultants coming to you here from Tampa, Florida. Uh, my co-host, Andrew Raleigh, over there in England, UK. Um, how are you doing today, Andrew? It's uh, wet, <laughs> cold, winter time. Um, yeah, I can't say just that coming here. Into storm season, I suppose. Now we got beautiful oh, spring not... weather here. <laughs> no, it's not too nice. We've got a storm coming in on the north of the country after one last week that did a lot of damage. So, uh, yeah, in the north, it's quite bad at the moment with high winds and snow. So not too good Great. for them. Excellent. Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce our guest. And then I got a question on board for her. Okay. So I'd like to welcome you, uh, Kay, Kay Rose, to our interview today. She's the CEO of the Institute of Roofing, uh, newly appointed. So we thought we'd uh, invite her on just to, well, tell us about the Institute, what, she's, what her plans are and her visions are for it. So, yeah, Kay, do you want to tell us a little bit about that and your journey in the roofing industry? Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, Andrew, and, and thank you, John, for inviting me on, on this um, podcast. I'm honoured. Um, and, um, well, where would you like me to begin? Well, I, I do have to, I have a question. Um, I, I read a little bit on your bio off of the site, and it said that you started out with a music degree and music teaching, and then it looked like you did a little bit, you got, you know, you did some UK uh, launching for Eagle View, and then now you're at the... Uh, you know, Institute of Roofing, which I want you to definitely get into that later, because that's a great organization. But I don't know, kind of give us a little stroll down where, where your career was. And don't you? Well, well, it's funny, isn't it? Because if you speak to so many people in the roofing industry, other than maybe roofers who started out and they followed that they've their family footsteps and gone into on onto the tools and and they become roofers there's so many people in the industry who start out with a completely different career and and maybe it wasn't the way they planned and that was the case for me i i started out as as i was going through school um i wanted to be a, a professional classical guitarist and um, I went to one of the one of the London music colleges for a number of years whilst I was st still at school as a junior on a, at the weekends. Um, and then when I left school, I, I um, went to London College to do a music general music degree. Um, and I was um, my main instrument was classical guitar and my second instrument was piano and my idea was that I would have a career in music. I wasn't, probably wasn't dedicated enough to become a, a proper performer. I, I didn't really practice <laughs> too much. And, um, but I ended up working in, in the music industry for a number of years and did some teaching as well. So I'm a qualified classical guitar teacher. And, and then somehow, through various events, um, I ended up I'm moving away from that and I went to work for a builder's merchant, a, a, a large builder's merchant, a national one in, in the UK um, and worked there, really enjoyed it, um, but then moved on to work for a block and beam flooring company um, that was then taken over by Semex at the time. And, and then moved into roofing for, for a French flat roofing manufacturer 
that that was had a base in the UK, and that was the start of roofing. So a big change from the music from music and musicians working with with musicians to working with roofing contractors. Um, very different, but. I'm so glad it was a career change I made because I love the industry. I absolutely love it. I did love music as well, but um, it's so varied and you're learning something new every single day. You, you never know everything. And anyone that, that says they do, well, they, they can't because there's just so much to learn. And I, I don't think people appreciate the complexities of our industry and how many interesting careers they they can develop in the industry that it's not just about not just but it's not specifically about working on the tools on the roof but there's so many other aspects within the industry which are very important so um so that's in a nutshell how how I got to where I, I was uh, where I am I should say and um, it's just been it's been an interesting journey. So, I, I, you know, you're new in the position that you're at now. Um, so I'm sure you one is I know coming in as brand new to as a leader of an organization, you've got a lot of the past that you probably, you know, you, you inherited not saying good or bad, but you've inherited and then you must have your own vision of where you want to go. So what you said about our industry is absolutely true. Um, facing labor shortages that have been with us for a long time, don't really see a huge uh, quick fix to that. Uh, material has become uh, supply chain issues, logistics, and material shortages, availability issues, I think, are pretty much worldwide. Um, you know, we have uh, people, we, you know, I work with the IFD, and we have uh, attorneys in other countries as well, and it seems to be global. Um, so I think roofing over the last few decades may have gone more from your mom and pop localized regions. I know when I first got in, you very rarely traveled out of a certain radius. And I think now we're really dependent upon what goes on globally in roofing. That's just my thoughts of the way I see it. Um, so what happens um, somewhere else in the world definitely affects hometown, wherever your hometown is in your country at some point in time. And I think we're seeing that a lot, especially with the logistics and supply chain issues. And I don't think there's a quick fix. So uh, kind of leading into that, I'm, I'm not setting you up, but what, what, how do you see the, what's your vision? I mean, I know you're facing all that. So kind of tell us a little bit of how you see the organization moving. It's an interesting question, John. It's quite a challenging question because I am in, in, in the early stages. I've been on the board of the Institute of Roofing for five years. So I have um, I, I have probably a better overview than others would have coming into this role. And um, but it's been it's interesting that change from being a board member to being the CEO and all the things you, you have to deal with. And, and also with regards to membership organizations, there's a big difference between working for a business, working for a contractor or a manufacturer, and then working for a membership organization because you're, you're working for your members. You, you're working for your members who are part of the industry and you're working to better the industry, to, to provide 
um, support to the industry. Um, where I see the Institute of Roofing, now this is this is obviously my personal opinion, and I've got I've got ideas I'll be putting forward and a, and a strategy I'll be putting forward um, early next year to the board. And but for a start, get, getting the the message across to Institute of Roofing members and and other people within the industry of what the Institute of Roofing is about and what we're there for. And I think there's been so much focus on skills training and the lack of skills training in the industry, the lack of labour. But then there's also the lack of provide provision of knowledge that supports the skills labour, the, the, the skills training, I should say. And having worked for a manufacturer for 11 years and um, and seeing the, the the knowledge and the support that our manufacturers in the UK, I think it's quite different to, to um, the, the States, but please correct me if I'm wrong, but in the UK, and I found this when I was working with Eagle View, um, sort of discussing with, with colleagues when I was at Eagle View, about how the, the manufacturers, particularly the flat roofing manufacturers in the UK, um, very much drive the specifications and pr provide um, technical support and they, they work very closely with architects to develop, to design, help design the roofs and, um, and, and, and ensure that um, standards are adhered to. And a lot of the manufacturers and also merchants and other people working in the industry that that they maybe get forgotten because there's so much focus on skills training and i know you spoke to denise cherry um previously and she was talking about nvqs the national vocational qualifications and but where i see the institute of roofing is that that we're to provide that professional backup so we're to provide the knowledge with regards to why you do things so we're the knowledge it, 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 in a way it's the backbone I think to the industry to to what we do within roofing that should partner with the skills so so you've got the skills but why are you doing things um, what are the British standards? And, and, and okay, that's in Britain, but that'll be across the world. What the what the standards are within those countries, and 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 so we to develop those different qualifications and develop to develop different courses to provide that knowledge to individuals within the industry at different levels so that someone can, because it's about career progression, so someone can come in new to the industry and the Institute of Roofing can provide that pathway to, to work alongside them within their industry, within their job. So there's a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of fantastic members the, the members of the Institute of Roofing, uh, we, we've got the different grades at different levels, and that will show the, that individual's position within the industry, their path within their career, leading towards management and supervisory positions. Um, 
And so that will be that we'll provide those um, future qualifications and so that someone can look at the industry and say, oh, okay, these are the qualifications I can aspire to. Mm -hmm. These are the courses I can take. Uh, and then ideally, we partner with trade associations that are specialists in their particular, the particular roofing disciplines to provide even further expertise to, to work with them. So um, that's probably in a nutshell, maybe a very big nutshell, but no. that, that's how I see things for the future, John. And Excellent presentation of, of your, so one thing I wanna add in there, um, cause we do have people um, from all over listening. So here in the United States, um, in a little bit in Canada is a little bit different. And then, you know, you know about the IFD. So everybody, every, every part of the world handles it a little bit different in organizations. So in the USA, your roofing organizations are more of that, they represent the entire industry. So how I really, if I'm wrong, you correct me, but so first of all, I just became a full member of your organization, which I'm super proud of. I've been following you guys for years and I love what you do. So I look at what you do in a nutshell from what you just said, you are like the university in roofing more than an organization. You want to provide the training, the basics, the needs, but you're also got the education that's needed to take you to the level to get there. And is that correct? I mean, that's the way I look at you. Kind of like the roofing university of the area. Yeah, that that's that will be the long term goal. Um, I would say that we've got we, we certainly that's where we we fit into the industry um, because you've got your you've got your trade associations who um, that they will be focused on the the different. Yep. expertise so you'll you'll have the liquid roofing waterproofing association single ply roofing the nfrc national federation of roofing contractors and and others um and they all provide an that support in an area of the industry that they they're experts in and we're a professional body so we'll be providing professional qualifications for an individual throughout their career. So like you said, yes, like a university, yep. not a university, but but if you were sort of trying to find a, a way to um, fix it in your in your mind, what it would be. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think our American and Canadian you know, listeners and the Canadians are actually more familiar probably with ILD than the Americans are, but they know. It's great when you go on and look at the different things that y'all are doing there. And that's that's what intrigued me to come on. And by the way, I will say this in um, here in the recording of our, our podcast, I really look forward to being an active member. So look yep. to me for anything that you that I possibly can do to help out. I'm always happy. Um, I, I know like I one thing in my career that I've always done over the years is try to stay up with, I may not have always agreed with it, but you try to get the trends, right? For an example, when I started out, it was probably 95% all hot roofing, built up, mopping, and all that. And then, you know, it, you could see the EPDMs coming into America. And I'm not saying at the time, I loved it. I loved to get up there and mop. It was a great way to spend the day. It was a talent, you know, craft you learn. But I knew then it's a, it's a dinosaur. It was going to change, right? Your EPDMs, you got your PVCs, you got your single plies. And I think we're seeing that today, not so much probably on the manufacturing side, even though I do believe manufacturers are striving to come up with systems that are less labor intensive, 
overall. I don't think we're there yet, but I, um, I'm going to throw this question at you. Uh, I think robotics is going to be a huge part of our workforce in the future. I think that's how labor is going to be solved. I think it's going to be less people power and more robotics to do the you know the mundane tasks. Um, actually, I saw some studies come out of UK on the construction industry where they're projecting in the next 20 years to see robotics replace up to 20 to 30% of the workforce. Not sure, you know, again, but I can tell you from my personal visionary, I, I have to agree with robotics being a big part, you know, tearing roofs off, the mundane tasks of moving material. I think a lot of that can be done with robotic computerized means. And I, and I think our industry is going to move there. I also think 3D printing is going to be a huge part of our industry in, in the upcoming decades where you probably will go out to the job site and a roof will print out of a printer, very similar to their building buildings now. So any thoughts on that? And again, this is just, we're just, we're progressing into the future. <laughs> well, that sounds really interesting, John. Um, it's not something I've ever thought about before. I, I must admit, um, you've now got my mind going, thinking, picturing, picturing robots in, in the industry on a roof. Um, how it would work, um, the concept of it. And um, I don't know. It, it sounds like that there's so many things that we didn't think were possible 10, 20, 30 years ago. So you can't say never because, well, the, the technology is amazing, isn't it? So uh, well, it that is. would be interesting. That would be very interesting. It was a week or so ago, my wife and I were watching the news and, and I think it was out of MIT or one of the universities up in New England they actually had a robot run part of the marathon. I don't know if it ran all of it. And like my wife, when we were talking, she goes, well, I don't understand that. I said, you know, why, why you were gonna have robots run marathons? I said, oh no, they are working on the robot mimicking the full movements of a human being so that that robot can transform into something else to do labor tasks. I said, that's where it begins. And, you know, when you look at it, that's why I really truly believe it's coming in uh, into that. Once they can totally, you know, as close as they can get, mimic all the moves. You're going to mm. see that. You know, it might be you know, lifting, loading. You, you, I think, I think it's coming. Mm. That'll be very inter uh, interesting. But going back to to um, something you mentioned before, and we were talking about um, uh, the Institute of Roofing. So I've skipped back again, John. Yep. But and when you said you'd be really interested, you're looking forward to getting involved with the Institute of Roofing. Now, something that I think will be really exciting for the future will be the Institute of Roofing working with other countries to, to find a common, common ground with regards to qualifications, knowledge, and, and developing career paths that um can work across different countries I, I know there's technically there's different ways of installation between the different countries but i'm sure there'll be a way in the future to to work together um to develop develop ideas and, it, and it's always useful to hear what other people are doing and take the good bits, take some bits you might not agree with or might not work, but I, I think it will work. We should do something. Oh, I agree. It's a great idea and you can count me in whenever you're ready to move, have whoever. Right now, I currently sit on two committees with the IFD on waterproofing and slope. 
And that's exactly what that is. That's nine of us from different countries. And you know, I'm representing over here in North America, kind of, because I'm the only one from this end of the woods on the committee. But it's great hearing it. When, what, you, what I found is exactly what you said. We may have a different term. We may do it just a little bit different, but it's really the same thing, right? And yeah. we've got this best practices going on and we all find out that we're not that far off. So now we can take, well, oh, that may work a little bit better than what we're doing here, but oh, this works better. So now you kind of get that international feel. So yeah, absolutely on board for that. Well, I've, I've always thought it seems it's, it's stupid to do something if someone else has done it or if someone else has worked on it found a solution and it works yeah um, and lots of people and it's the same thing with regards to the industry in the UK that with the Institute of Roofing we're, we're non-political so that there's all the other trade associations and and the the roof training groups um, and, and anyone working in the industry the Institute of Roofing because what we do and what we offer we're not stepping on any toes we only we can only provide something a positive something positive to the industry and that's where we're in a great position so we can therefore collaborate with and work alongside other trade associations and experts in the industry drawing on our membership base who are a lot a lot of them are real experts Dec decades and decades of experience in the industry so we we can work to to develop so many great ideas um, and put lots of ideas together um, within the industry. So it's very exciting. Obviously, it's early days for me with the mm -hmm. Institute of Everything. And um, so I can have all these great ideas. But in the, the grand scheme of things and the, the, the cold light of day, <laughs> That, that there's got to be steps to do all these things and it'll take time and patience but there, there's nothing wrong in in planning in, in starting to have these ideas so it'll be exciting for the future well I definitely agree now I know one thing I'll kind of kick this out there I, I haven't pre-discussed this with my co-host yet but I I'm sure he'll give a nod of acceptance we'd love to have you back on sometime later in 2022 so, you know, you get you get a few months and, you know, six or seven months under your your shoes there and, and see where it's going. I, I think people I'd love to hear the update. I think people would love to hear what's going on out there. So yeah. if you're willing, we'd love to have you back on sometime next year as well. Well, I can't I won't be able to say to you, well, I'll probably be I'll be definitely be older by then, but I won't be grayer because I'm already. <laughs> so. Hopefully, I'll still be smiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will be. You got a good or great organization around you. Um, you know, support all around. And, and you know, one thing I've learned, and that's why I loved when I became a member, is you've got great support over there, and you do have an entire team pulling for a general mission. You know, common mission, which is great. Absolutely, and I mean, obviously, we, we've got Graham Miller, who's the president of the IFD. Yep. He's He's now one of our um, co-opted board members, um, but he's he's a long-standing relationship with the in Institute of Roofing and support of the Institute of Roofing. And yeah, there, there's there, there's some great people um, that support the Institute of Roofing, and um, and obviously 
as we've seen with you, John, you're, you're now, you, you have MIRR after your name, men, member of the Institute of Roofing. So it just goes to show that it's not just for the UK, yep. that we do, we will welcome other, other members and always interested to hear other practices um, around the world. Um, very interested, in fact. So makes life more interesting, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's actually wonderful. I love, I love having the, the, these are great um, being able to chat with people from all around the world, you know, US and Europe. And I'm, I'm not sure Andrew's really done a great job at getting, you know, fantastic guests like yourself on here. So I always look for the surprises of what he has coming up next for me. He's doing a great <laughs> job. Andrew, any uh, closing questions or statements here for Kay? Um, no, just like John, if there's anything I can do in the West Midlands region, for the you know the institute let me know please i want to get involved um yeah there were, i know we had a couple of meetings postponed due to covid or other reasons which is unfortunate but yeah I'm, I'm up for getting together and meeting with the members and see what we can do together yeah brilliant i, I i'm hoping any projects uh, i've got coming up i'll be tapping into um different members around the country um and bringing in their their knowledge and their expertise so um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be we'll be speaking again, Andy, at some that's point good. in the future. No, that's fine. Fantastic. All right. Well, that brings us to a close here. Any closing remarks that we didn't cover that you wanted to get out, Kay? I don't think so, John. It's just um, a, a pleasure to join you today, and thank you for the invitation. And look forward to we'll catch up again next year, and and hopefully I have some new exciting things to <laughs> oh, I, to tell I'm you. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure you will. We can count on that. Looking forward to it. All right, well, that brings us to a close of another episode of The World in Roofing. Again, Andrew, thank you for co-hosting and okay. doing a wonderful job over there on the other side of the pond, as they say. And Kay, thank you so much for being our guest today. So we look thank forward you. to seeing everyone on the next one, um, which will be next month. So yes, go ahead and enjoy your holidays, everyone. And we'll be back after the holiday break. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.